22 minutes away from 11 o'clock here. At 11, we're handing over to uh, Australia for the um, Australia v West Indies Test Day 2 from Adelaide. Coming at you from 11am here on SNZ. But we're talking golf, and uh, I've got lots of questions that have come through here on double eight double three. because when I mention this man's name, uh, boy, it just lit up, absolutely lit up. Luke Toomey, he's a uh, he's a golfing professional here in New Zealand. He's one of the best coaches going around as well. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on, uh, but he joins us from his palatial estate in, uh, in Te Puki. G'day, Luke. G'day, mate. Thanks for having me on the show. What an introduction that was. Very yeah. kind words. What's, uh, what's the weather like out in uh, Tapuki at the moment, mate? I know you've been basically out there every single morning and night playing golf. How, how's your summer been? It's been unbelievable, mate. It felt like we were cheated out of the summer last year, and uh, we get to see a bit more of the sun this year. Seems like the rain that does come comes overnight, greens up the course for us, so we're oh. prime down here in T-Pooks, mate. Yeah, it's a, it's a golfer's dream, mate. So I mentioned that uh, we were going to get you on, and, and lots of texts have come in here on double eight double three, which I'll get to very, very shortly. Um, wanted to sort of ask you, we're, we're in the middle of summer at the moment, and look, golf seems to just be exploding. Like, all of my mates are starting to pick up golf. It seems like it's going through a bit of an explosion at the moment, and uh, we're all starting in the same place, which is generally pretty pretty bad. And I know a lot of people out there who listen uh, <laughs> who listen are, are sort of in that, I guess you'd call them a high handicapper type range uh, tombs and and you're doing a lot of coaching yourself so you probably see a lot of us uh, come through your come through your doors when when those sorts of people uh, first pick up the game or maybe they're right at the beginning and you maybe take them out on the course or you get them at the range what's a couple of sort of common themes from a like mental point of view or an overview point of view a couple of common things that you often have to tell people when they're first sort of picking up golf or maybe they're right at the start of the journey well, I think the first thing is is that a golf course can be an intimidating place. And I, I sort of liken it to me being on the ski field, really, sort of um, a wobbly tombs up Happy Valley. And, <laughs> you know, you've got seven-year-old kids racing past you, and the golf course can be very similar. You know, guys standing on the practice green, uh, watching your tee off the first can be a pretty nerve-wracking thing. So the first thing I'd say is just dive in the deep end and get stuck in. Nobody cares. It's like being in the gym. Everyone's there for themselves to just have a bit of a good time, a bit of a blowout, and the golf course is, is similar in that way. So just get out there and get stuck in. The second thing I would say is make it fun. So, I mean, the best example you've just given there is get out with mates that are similar ability, you know. If you're going to suck, at least suck together. Make <laughs> fun of each other. Make it fun. Make it friendly competition. Um, see who can get their handicap down the fastest. If it means coming to see uh, to your boy Tombs for a lesson or two to get ahead of your mate, then do that as well. <laughs> Who knows? But, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I would say make it fun. Um, get out there. And also, I would also say just play nine. No need to get you know stuck into 18 holes and, and die out in the heat for four and a half, five hours. Play nine holes. Make it short. Make it quick. Have a beer after. And then... Uh, um, get cracking into the next one. So, I mean, golf's such a tough game, too. So, I mean, fuck, I don't need to tell you that. But I think for most people, it's like you start out and you're fizzed and you go out and you're playing and you know you're bad and, and you're not probably expecting too much. Then it sort of gets to a point, maybe you get a couple of lessons and then it gets to a point, maybe sort of six months to a year, where you, that frustration starts to set in, where you feel like you're not getting as good as you, as quickly as you want to be or maybe you go forward and you take two steps back. And uh, Talk to us about like the expectations that you know when you when you're not when you're not a scratch golfer when you're not maybe in the single digits as a handicapper some of those expectations and how they can sort of influence your game yeah that's a great point you make mate um naturally with anything with with any skill whether it's golf or uh whether it's at the gym or whether it's tennis or whatever 
really easy to progress in the first couple of months, which is probably what you know keeps you coming back. You see yourself getting better and the uh, ball's going higher, further, scores are getting lower. Um, but naturally, um, everyone sort of reaches that plateau and that plateau comes at any level. So it doesn't matter whether you're a beginner or you're at my level or you're at Tiger's level. Naturally, there's that progression and then there's a frustration in the plateau and then you break through that plateau to get to the next uh, sort of progression. So it's simply about just being patient, really, um, sticking to what your coaches um, have told you up until that point to stay committed, not to veer from the beaten track because it can be easy to go looking for the silver bullet to mm. find the answer. But I would say stay committed to the plan. Um, crack on with whatever it is that you are working on because um, at least from there, whether it's the right information or not, it will create consistency. And if you've got consistency, you've got re- reliability on the golf course. And if you know, if your golf ball is reliable and you roughly know how it's going to fly every time, it's pretty easy to play with that. Mm. You can text in double eight double three if you've got any questions for, for Luke Toomey, who's on the line with us now. Um, in terms of uh, lowering, you know, lowering the handicap if you're if you're a high handicapper, Tooms, where where do most players make the most improvement? Um, first of all, I'll say that time of year is a big thing um, and can throw people off. You know, so many people come to me. You know, oh, you know, from December through to April, was playing amazing. You know, scores were coming down. Well, of course, you were. It was like ten degrees hotter. There was less wind. The ground was firmer, so the ball was going further. If you go, if you if you're hitting the ball further, it's closer to the hole. And if the ball's closer to the hole, you're probably going to have less shots. So the weather plays a huge part in that. Just because the weather changes. It's like people ignore that fact and they think that they should shoot the same scores in winter as they mm. should in the summer. Absolutely not true. You can add one or two strokes in the winter easily. Um, so that, as you said before, manage your expectation. Um, and then from there, I would say, uh, again, stay consistent. Someone's text in here saying... Uh can you please ask a simple, and look, I know it's a, in an audio medium, it's not a visual medium, so it's a little bit tougher, but um, Hamish says, what's a simple thing that try, uh, to try to, tr- to stop my drive slicing? And I was going to ask you, Tooms, what's, um, what's one of the most common um, problems that I guess those high handicap golfers have when they come to you? And I imagine slicing off the tee is one of the big ones. If we're going for a straight out quick fix here, which I would almost never recommend, go and see someone because uh, they will fix you up the right way. But for the sake of a pure Band-Aid, I would say golf's a little bit um, counterintuitive at times. We've got to do the opposite of what uh, we think we need to do. If your ball is, is, if you're a right-hander and your ball keeps going to the right, I would say aim to the right, swing to the right, and make sure the face is pointing to the left. If you can do those things, then the ball will certainly straighten out a little bit. Um, if we think about, say, a right-hander hitting a forehand drop shot, that's what's happening when you hit that big slice. We want to turn that into a nice big topspin forehand. Mm. There you go, Hamish. That, that's, a, that's a great tip from you. Uh, Tooms, there will be people listening that are, that are a little bit uh, lower handicaps. Maybe they're in the single digits or they're, they're hovering around the single digits. And I know, yeah, yeah. you know, once... Those annoying type that think they're better than everyone. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of them in my group, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> no names, no names. But uh, but it, when you get to that point, it's also very tough, isn't it? Because then, then you're only talking really incremental drops. And I've got a friend who I think he, he sits on a seven and he's been on a seven for like seven years or eight years. You know, he just can't seem to shake those those extra digits what are what are some of the things you try and instill in those guys that that have been playing for a while that are a little bit more consistent that sort of struggle to just break through the next barrier yeah, great question i would say go and get an on-course lesson with a professional because 
often the difference between, say, a five handicap um, and a zero handicap won't be necessarily skill orientated. Their ability to hit the ball out of the middle um, and the right distance will be pretty bang on. But their ability to know what to do in a certain situation might not be, you know, as highly trained or skilled. So, for instance, you know, what's the ball going to do out of the fairway versus the rough versus down grain versus into the grain? Um, you know, how much does wind affect it? Or uh, how do I place my shot pattern um, so that my dispersion gives me the best chance of shooting the right score? This is all starting to sound very complicated, but all of this comes back down to decision-making and make, being able to make the right decision at the right time. Mm. And, and we call that golf IQ. So if you, can, if, you can, um, if you can learn to improve your golf IQ, much like Dan Carter can read a rugby game, then you'll certainly set yourself up to improve your scores without actually having to improve your ability. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fantastic point. Um, some texts that have come in on double eight uh, double three. Uh, Brian says, uh, "Could you please ask Tombs uh, where in my stance I should be hitting my hybrid rescue club? I cannot hit the thing at all." That's from Brian. Yeah, another good question and slightly subjective. Um, without saying Brian's swing. Um, I'm going to assume that, uh, let's just say, for instance, his swing plane is, is relatively neutral. We want to be playing that ball uh, slightly back of a three-wood, um, so slightly inside that left heel, but slightly ahead of your mid to long iron. Okay, so let's, let's if we're going to give this a general rule, let's say a club head inside your left heel. Oh, there you go, Brian. Club, what did you say? Club head inside your left heel? A club head inside oh, your a left club heel. Head, like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, slightly uh, forward. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Slightly forward, slightly forward. Not quite a mid-iron, but also not quite a fairway wood. Yeah, nice. I like it. Um, Chris, this is a very, very common one. I know this from uh, from experience. Uh, sometimes I hit my sandwich 100 metres. Unfortunately, it's normally out of the green side bunker. That's from Chris. <laughs> How Like, the, the short game terms is so important, obviously, um, sort of um, chipping and, and, and pitching and that sort of thing. And I know uh, you you get quite low handicappers on who sort of think they can chip, and then once you get a hold of them, they you basically transform their game. So are there a couple of just sort of little things you can you can give us for, for just sort of chipping around the green and things that might help us out a little bit? 100%. And this is something that's actually becoming a little bit more popular at the moment. We've been taught in the past that uh, steep and down, and I mean the, the way that the club head travels into the ball, um, if, that, if that angle of attack is, is coming down, then that has been a bad thing in the past. And that couldn't be further from the truth as we're starting to learn more about how uh, short game works. Mm. I would say get that ball a little bit further back, feel like that club is working down towards the ground. So long as the lowest point of your swing is after the ball, let's say two or three centimetres after, you're going to be absolutely fine, no matter what club you're using. Mm, yeah, that's interesting because I think you're right. I think that the sort of the overarching thinking over the last few years has been that uh, has been not to be hitting down. So that's, a, that's an interesting point. Uh, someone here, this, this is a, a, an interesting one. He says, um, what is Toom's what thoughts on uh, the online courses that I get advertised on social media every second day, the likes of Hank Haney, et cetera? What do you, what do you make of those sort of online tools Terms, there's nothing nothing beats being in person with a coach, but is that maybe for some people who aren't able to travel or get out? Are they sort of good mediums having that having those online courses? Honestly, in my honest opinion, I think they're they're, they're great. I um, I would sooner sign someone up to an online course than point them in the in the direction of Instagram Reels or YouTube um, Shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a lot more value out of someone talking through the process of a series rather than just a 30 second quick tip. 
Um, so yeah, absolutely, get stuck in. And the good thing about that is, mate, is that you're dealing with the same person for a series of videos, right? So you're getting the context of where they're coming from and why, yeah. rather than the 30-second clip out of context, you know, talking to a general audience. Yeah, and I like that point you made earlier about, you know, people often looking for that silver bullet. That's where those reels and those shorts come in. You know, people just want that quick fix as opposed to uh, sorting out the extra problems. This one here, and I'm sure you'll know who this is, uh, for Tombs, I played with uh, Luke at Natawahia. I'm a scratch handicap looking to farm my handicap. Is this acceptable as I'm losing money regularly on the golf course? <laughs> That's from Sids. <laughs> oh, Brendan Seidel, what a name. That is a blast on the park. Um, I'd say try a different hobby, Sids. Um, don't cheat team. Cheating's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Funny enough, just, just talking about uh, of uh, people that we know and all golfers, someone texted in um, Regan Pomery, who we went to school with at, uh, at St. Paul's, and yeah. he, I didn't know yeah. this, but apparently Andrew Kingham had a hole in one. Uh, I think it was at Patatadu when he was like 12 years old or something. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes, I did. Oh, I think, um, no, I think, that's, I think he's milking that. I don't believe it for a second. Either, oh, are we saying are we saying Regan Pomari got? No, 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 no. Andrew King, no, Andrew Kingham got a hole in one, but I still don't believe it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I do believe he's pretty. He's pretty handy with a golf Was button, he? Man. Okay. He was. He was. He's yeah. one of those annoying folk that was like a gun in the classroom and handy on the golf course yeah. and handy with a cricket bat. I oh, know. Very Could, annoying. Couldn't stand those people too. Uh, so, uh, someone yeah. says here, back golfing after 15 years, played about four or so rounds and have been included in club champs. Uh, what's a great sledge because I have no time to play? <laughs> I don't really know. What, what's a, what's some way to put off your play, your playing partner, Tooms? Uh, ask them if they breathe in or out on their backswing. Oh, that's good. Subtle. That'll get them thinking. Yes. Now, that's so good because most people think of a sledge, they think, oh, you know, you're going to rip them out or something. But most people thrive in there. What you want to do is make them overthink. That is exactly. Oh, Tombs, that's 100%. fantastic. Breathe in or breathe in. That's too good. The problem is that I'm going out and playing this afternoon. You know what? I guarantee on the first tee, I'm going to ask myself whether I breathe in or out. Now you've put that in my head. Now you've put that in my head. And, uh, that's all right, mate, because you'll have to come and see me for another lesson. I am. Anyway. Don't you worry about that, my friend. I'm booking that in as soon as I can. Uh, and last one says, not a question as such for Tombs, but really enjoying watching him on the Taco Golf YouTube channel. We need more content! Exclamation mark. Bit of a shout out if people haven't watched it yet. Yeah, go and check that out. Um, I know you guys have a lot of fun tombs and the videos are awesome um so big oh, those are kind words yeah big kind sh- words I, I i must admit i have to give uh, all the credit to to taco he runs all those days he puts them all t- together he makes sure that we're paid accordingly to make sure that we're not missing out and he does all the editing so full, oh, what a legend full yeah absolute legend of a bloke and just comes alive in front of a camera as you know so uh, no, those days are really enjoyable, but Taco deserves all the credit. Right, now, I'm telling people, and, and you know, people think I have a bias, and that's probably fair enough, but but ob- objectively, go onto Instagram and check out Tombs Golf. That's T-O-O-M-S Golf, because I love your little clips. I know we talked about shorts and highlight reels. I love your little clips, uh, Tombs, but it's also a great page just for, um, you know, like little golf trips, uh, tips and tricks and, and mental stuff. And also, you can jump on uh, Tombs Golf. If you just Google that, you've got your own website. Book a lesson with him. Book a lesson with the guy. Um, I know, Tombs, you do online lessons. Um, you do package deals. And every single person I've sent to you, including myself, uh, has come back absolutely raving about you, mate. So uh, if people want to want to check you out, they need to go and find those websites. What are you, what are you up to, mate, over the next uh, couple of weeks, month, uh, months in terms of uh, playing? Any competitions? I know the New Zealand Open's just around the corner. What's on your radar? 
Uh, yep, playing wise. So just got a, I've got a couple of programs just through February there, and then we've got a uh, very exciting New Zealand Open um, down in Queenstown, and then quickly followed by a reinstated New Zealand PGA in Hastings, which I'm really looking forward to as well. Oof. So I've got a little bit on the cards, um, and I've got a fit about. Uh, a few hundred clients in between now and then as well. So, yeah. but we make it work, mate. Um, <laughs> and hopefully, and and hopefully, pump out some more content with Taco. Yeah, that's mate. You're doing what you love, and you're having a great time doing it. And it's awesome to see, I mate. Am, mate. Re- really, yeah, no, thank you so much. No, I really appreciate jumping on, Tombs. Um, go well this summer, and I'll definitely be catching up with you in a couple of weeks for a lesson, mate. If you got time, absolute legend. Uh, yeah, I've definitely got time. I've always got time for you, Sam. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. Luke Toomey there joining us. Uh, hopefully covered off some of your golf uh, questions, tips and tricks. And I tell you right now, go check Tooms out. Even if you just want to look at him on Instagram, it's Tooms, T-O-O-M-S, golf. Go and look at him. Go and check him out. And if you decide you want to go over a lesson with him, it is well worth it. It'll completely transform you. Even one lesson will transform your game, I'm telling you.